Hey there, sweet peas. Welcome back to Friendless, the only show that teaches you how to be a better friend by losing every friend I have. I'm your host, James Avramenko, and this week I interview special guest, artist, activist, and rising TikTok star, Holly Machado. Holly is an absolute joy, and it was such a pleasure to finally get to talk to her in real life for the first time. We were just sort of app friends, and uh, she finally came on the show, and we finally got a chance to talk, and it was a blast. Before we dive into the interview, though, I wanted to make up for kind of skipping over the update section from last week's episode and kind of let you know what's going on in my life these days. So let's just kill that music, and away we go. So I guess the uh, the big news of the day is that uh, I am officially, finally, legally divorced. It is a bizarre process that I really do not wish on anyone, but uh, I cannot express how free it feels, how liberating I feel, and uh, just how much of a relief it is to finally have all of that just in the bag, done, settled, with a little judge's signature on it, and the approval of the crown, and away I go. Off to whatever hijinks awaits me next. (laughs) It's a funny thing. I'm never really entirely sure how open I'm supposed to be or how open people are comfortable hearing. But um, yeah, this year has been chaotic, um, but also incredibly um, invigorating. You know, if you had talked to me this time last year uh, about all the things I would have gone through and experienced and, and not not just the hardships, but like the joy, the joy and the, 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 the gratitude that I feel and the incredible people that I've met and connected with. Um, I probably would have laughed at you because I would have thought I would be dead by now. Um, so uh, it's it's uh, it's a real treat to still be here and to be not only alive, but doing as well as I am. There is uh, a little bit of content about this in the upcoming episode, so I will kind of give a little bit of an upcoming... Uh, I don't know if I want to call it a content warning or not, but I will just let you know. Uh, Holly and I do discuss uh, some of the more gruesome elements of the uh, divorce. So just a heads up on that, I guess. But uh, but we really do our best not to dwell on the negatives and just really focus on the healing and the, the healthy elements of it. So don't feel like this is going to be just like a doom and gloom because I'm doing really good and uh, it feels so strange to be able to say that and to believe it but I really do <laughs> shifting gears a little bit um, as some of you may be aware November is the NaNoWriMo month and what that stands for is National Novel Writing Month Every year, for God knows how long, writers all over the world have gathered together and endeavored to write a first draft of a roughly 50,000-word novel and then hopefully have something to work with um, coming out at the end of the month. And I've done this uh, about the last, I want to say, six years running. Um, And the last couple of years, I've kind of experimented with the type of writing I want to do. I've never been fully satisfied with prose or sort of traditional prose writing. So I try to sort of flip it up and serve my own writing needs. And this month is no different. Uh, What I'm actually doing is instead of focusing on a novel, what I'm writing is this kind of harebrained scheme idea that I'd been percolating for, for a couple months now, which is to actually turn the concepts of Friendless into a full book. So every day I'm writing a draft of an essay centered around uh, social media, friendship, connection, intimacy, parenting, all these crazy things that sort of spiral together into this weird world of Friendless. And um, I'm going to see kind of what I've got at the end of the month. 
it's a really, really exciting project, and I'm absolutely loving it. And uh, I really, I am trying my best not to sort of get ahead of myself because I'm loving the the, the subject matter so much that I've been writing like crazy, and um, I just cannot wait to share it. But uh, obviously, I'm going to give it the time it needs to breathe and to develop into a real, fully functional essay collection. But um, I'm so friggin' excited about it, and I cannot wait to share it with uh, with y'all. If that sounds like an interesting concept or, or book that you might want to um, you know, read or support or anything like that, uh, be sure to check out my newsletter, which has now moved on to Substack. Not only am I doing the sort of monthly uh, recommendations of books and movies and, and uh, music to listen to, but I've also expanded it to include more essay writing and uh, things of that nature. I'm also going to be actually expanding it into a deeper uh, paid subscription level um, for people who want even more content from your boy, Jimmy. The plan right now is to include exclusive access to new writing along with interviews um, that won't make it onto the main feed. There's going to be um, access to a private Discord channel where I'm going to start hosting some live events. Um, there's just tons of stuff coming down the pipeline that I'm so, so excited to develop. And I really hope uh, it, it, it serves you and it's something that you're interested in. So if that sounds like something you want in your life, be sure to check out the links to Substack in the show notes for this episode. Last but not least, my 100-day project of zine creations continues ever forward. I just did day 57, and it was an absolute blast, and I just friggin' love these little things. I really feel like I want to do more with them going forward, but I don't know quite what that is yet. If any of you follow along and have ideas or suggestions or prompts or anything like that, I'm always open to hearing ideas, collaborations, all those kinds of things. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can follow the whole project on Instagram at FriendlessPod, or you can always email me at FriendlessPod at gmail.com. And of course, all those links, again, in the show notes, just pull out your phone, check out the information of the episode you're listening to right now, and you will be guided to everywhere you need to go. But with that all settled and out of the way, why don't we loop right back to the reason for the season. Lay back, get comfy, set your volume at a comfortable level, don't you hurt those sensitive little eardrums, and enjoy my interview with the absolutely amazing Holly Machado here on Friendless. This is, you know, I think this is actually a really good place to start this because I, I, you know... I was racking my brain trying to figure out how we even connected. And I'm really curious if you yeah, know, I do, like, yeah. how did you find me? Yeah. Kind of thing. So, um, uh, so I have a friend and you might know her, mm. um, but her name is Quinn Harris. Yes, I know Quinn. Absolutely. Yeah. I went to school uh, with her. I went to oh, did you? Her. Okay. So, um, she, um, her and her, um, she's dating someone, um, and, and I went to high school with that person. His, his name is gotcha. Matt. Uh, he's an amazing, uh, musician and an amazing lawyer. Um, mm. <laughs> and, uh, she had, uh, put up a post of Brian Knopfler. Yes. Right. And yep. um, and then so I started following him and I was just like, 
I was just dying. I was like, yes. who is this person? Um, I want to know everything about them. And then I thought his last last name was Noth for a long time. And of then course. <laughs> I, I had, but that's because of the name, right? Because yep, exactly. of the, uh, the at B Noth. The right? B Noth, yeah. yeah. And, then, uh, and then I started getting into TikTok a little bit. Um, mm. And I saw he had, did a, he had done a video where he talked about how he had two laptops at a coffee shop and he was dancing. I don't know if you remember that. And he was dancing around. Do you remember that? And, wasn't he like? Wasn't he like being like a hacker? Wasn't that yeah, he was? Doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, and so I was like, this is hilarious. So much that I need to do a laptop dance. So then yeah. I had like, I was like, so I started following uh, Brian, and I said in the video, I was like, I'm following the Beanoth. And when I first saw his name, I thought it was the broth. I thought his name was the broth, and I was like, that's so sweet because it's just like marinated flavors, just perfect. Yeah. Um, and then I saw, I saw the video, and uh, and then I copied it, and then just started following him. And then he had done a post of your friend list because he was right. one of right. Um, mm-hmm. And then and then so I started following you and i heard uh, i wasn't able to hear the whole uh um uh, podcast with mm-hmm. him um uh but i i i loved it i really did enjoy yeah. it and then and then you got me hooked with your push-ups or sorry your, your uh, pull-ups Sit-ups. yes that's this, right yes, the, yeah. yeah um and i swear i was living vicariously through you like i, w- <laughs> I was sitting there eating chips and be like yeah man we're getting fit together like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and i was like yeah we did it even though yeah, Hell yeah i did nothing right but but you doing those every day actually was i was like yeah man get yeah. it you know, oh like, yeah. And like, I know it was a challenge for you. And then whenever uh, you were like, macho man, right. I was like, yeah, man, you're the macho man. Um, so, uh, so then I had, uh, so then I was following you and I was following yeah. that. And then you had did that post about just that unfortunate email that you got oh, um, yeah. uh, from, oh, yeah. I guess, like the ex-wife of the man that your ex uh cheat on you with yeah and i i felt that so hard yeah and i had watched i watched it a couple of times and and every single time yeah because uh like i really felt you man i I did and i was just i was upset with that person that sent that email i just couldn't figure out why they would like i know that sometimes people are hurting and they feel like they're like i want to hurt that person back but i don't think Mm. they realized that they were going to hurt you yeah, you know what I mean, like yeah, I would like to sure. think that a person wouldn't intentionally want to hurt anyone else. Yeah, right. It's um, so interesting, actually, because that yeah. email. You know, it's so interesting because that woman. I actually felt. I'll be honest. I felt like a, and I continue to to this day. I feel like really deep gratitude to her. Actually, oh, do you? Because, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel because deep of that email that she sent you. Because of that email, yeah. because you know she. At nowhere in that email did I ever feel like she was purposefully being hurtful she was what i took from it was that she was um she she was obviously very hurt by everything that had happened and she thought i knew about everything and so she was hoping that it would be this bridge that we could build together and we could sort of try to find ways to heal the problem was that i had been so gaslighted and so abused and so lied to that yeah. I that was the first time I'd heard about any of this, right? Oh and so God. that was why, you know, and she's asking me, how have I been dealing with it? And I was like, well, ma'am, uh, I'm not because you're the one who yeah. told me, right? Oh, <laughs> you know? God. Yeah, yeah. So that God. was a big mind fuck, right? You know? Yeah. And, um, but I, I do, you know, I do, I genuinely, I remain very grateful to her because I, that 
was the thing that finally broke the spell for me. That finally broke the, I did something wrong. I'm the, the piece of shit. I deserve so you this. You felt I, that way. That's how I you had, felt. I had oh, been so, man. I mean, this is what I had been told. This is, I had been, right. I had spent eight years being abused. And so, you know, I, I thought it was all my fault. And then seeing how much, uh, coercion and lying and duplicity was going on behind my back and right in front of me um really was the thing that sort of broke that and i you know and i i mean i that week i had uh i i upped my therapy i doubled yeah. my sessions and and, uh, and yeah right you know yeah but um and i but think yeah, i no, also remember you posting that you were super hungover i don't know that like, was the thing is that, the, that that whole that day week. that whole yeah. day was just like that day was so bizarre to me because it was like it was an anniversary of this other thing and then i had been drinking before and then this email just came in randomly and it came to my work email so it was really weird yeah uh and then i you know i put that up and then a friend of mine reached out and was like it's not that you did anything wrong it's that like you're putting something really vulnerable in the world and you are running the risk of people using it against you. And so yeah. it's probably a really bad idea to have it up and have it live. So I took it down really fast. Right. But it's really interesting because the people who did see it yeah. all reached out to me. I got so much love from it yeah. and I got so much support from it. And it really, that really helped. I got to be honest because it yeah. was, uh, yeah, that was messed up. And I mean, it's still, yeah. you know, I mean, it's, you know, it's been months and months and I'm still deeply of course like bluntly fucked up by it right you know yeah, so, absolutely yeah. like are you and when you say that do you mean by the the whole relationship or that email engineering leaders and developers who want to be engineering leaders know they need to learn from the best in the business and you can find all those leaders on dev interrupted the podcast about engineering problems and how to solve them where leaders from GitHub, Netflix, Stripe, and hundreds of other companies share their insights, lessons learned, and the mistakes they've made along the way. By leveraging data from Linear B's studies of more than 10,000 engineering teams, Dev Interrupted is designed to help engineering teams benchmark and improve their developer experience and level up your career. You can check out Dev Interrupted wherever you listen to your podcasts and be part of the new wave of engineering leaders driving the next generation of unicorn startups. Uh, by the relationship. Yeah. I mean, I think that's going to be years, right? That's oh, going to be yeah. years of unpacking, you know, but it is. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I I, it's it's so interesting. That's such an interesting perspective. And I, I think we because I remember you reaching out, if not that day, like very quickly. A couple, a couple of days later. Yeah. 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 And because, I remember talking um, sorry, to you. No, I, I was just going to say, I remember I remember you voicing that perspective then about being sort of mad at, at the woman who'd written and 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 I think I said then and I say again, you know, is that like she, of of everyone in that situation, she's the one who I feel like a gratitude for and and um, you know because she was the only one who told the truth, right? She was the only one and and she did this really ballsy thing that I love and I will always love her for. Not only did she 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 emailed me, but she yeah. also cc'd my ex wife. I know her husband and my ex-wife's mother. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> so That's so awesome. that so that like she was like everybody who's participating uh, yeah. in this they all know what's been said and there's no room for duplicity and there's no room for for yeah. you know right so yeah. so that was yeah. uh yeah, that was an interesting. That was an interesting turn of events. Turn, yeah, <laughs> moment in your life, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so I had seen that video, and I was 
hurting for you. Mm. And, um, uh, and I told my husband, I was like, um, this guy, James, he's on, like, I told him, he was like, he has a show yeah. friendless. This is how I like found him online. And, and he's like, do you know him? I'm like, no, but my empathy is just so strong. And I feel yeah. like, especially with the work that I've done, right. With the, the, the families and the people that I've met, like in my series of just working in with the public, mm -hmm. um, I become really empathetic and mm. I just couldn't stop thinking about, it. I kept on being like, what would I do? Yeah. What, how would I feel if that happened to me? Um, and then I was like, I want to message him. I want to yeah. tell, I want to let him know, like, you know, like, I just hope he's okay. Cause that's just an awful thing for anyone to, to go through. Uh, mm -hmm. and not even like the email part, but just the whole situation yeah. uh, with your ex. Right. And, um, and then he's like, don't do it. Like you don't know him, yeah. right? You don't know him. Um, uh, you know, he's probably getting emails from other people. Mm. He's probably going to be like, who's this person? I don't even know them. And I <laughs> couldn't, I couldn't help but message you. Yeah. And, and even though he told me not to, I was like, no, I can't, I can't let someone, yeah. uh, like have that lingering. And, um, and just to kind of add, I know that we haven't talked about this, but, um, uh, bes besides the work thing, mm. um, like the work that I've done, um, I've also, you know, my parents are separated. Yeah. Um, and I've seen both of my parents struggle in different relationships. Mm -hmm. And, and, and unfortunately with, with both of them, um, uh, having that, you know, that, that misleading mm -hmm. mistrust happen um and 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 just seeing them like you're yeah. a kid and seeing these adults go through it you know mm -hmm. and uh, so i was thinking about that i was thinking about my parents i was thinking yeah. about um families that i've worked with and just uh, a betrayal and then i remember after those posts you were posting a lot about gaslighting yes. and i find gaslighting so hard to explain to other people yes because it's not disagreeing right this no. is the thing this is the thing that i you know see because my my therapist he was like okay so you you are like you have ptsd because you have been so yeah. gaslighted like and yeah. and the problem is that the internet has this tendency to sort of um distill like actual terms you know yes. like narcissism narcissism is an actual clinical thing right yeah gaslighting is a real clinical behavior but it they've become appropriated into our lexicon of just like oh you disagree with me so you're gaslighting me and it's like no exactly. no, no, no 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 that is not what gaslighting is gaslighting is literally making someone making question their crazy. reality yeah, yeah. right and, yeah, exactly. and, and that and was what opened my eyes was that i was like i need to um I can't hold on to this. This is too big for me. And this is too, I'm yeah. like, my eyes were way too open to, yeah. to seeing what I had been going through. And, and to have, you know, it felt like, it, it felt like in a bizarre way, the easiest way to describe it is like when Dorothy lands in Oz and it goes from black and white to color, you know, like it really was yeah. like, are you fucking kidding me? Right. You know, just yeah. like, boom, you know? And so, yeah, I, I really had to share that. And, and, yeah. uh, you know, and trying yeah, to and I felt trying it. I felt to sort it, yeah. of like, you know, uh, trying to hold back from some of the details. I actually felt pretty guilty about having put that email in public because I just, you know, as much as they had done wrong, it was also like I just didn't want to continue that cycle. I didn't want to continue the cycle of violence and I didn't want to participate in that type of behavior. So I, I yeah. did feel pretty guilty about putting it out. But uh, so when when I started communicating more about emotional abuse psychological abuse i tried to keep it 
detail this, right? You know, and just be like, right. these are the clinical yeah. things. Apply them to yourself, right? <laughs> you know, right. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, and and I feel like a lot of the times now, um, uh, like like celebrities, mm. right? Like just like like um, like recently, I don't know if you've seen anything on the news about like the lead singer of Maroon Five cheating on his. Wife. something i saw somebody tweet about he he sexts like a 17 year old or something that was all it, i saw yeah, yeah like it was a it was like he was uh he was uh in a in a one year um uh cheating like he was mm. cheating for a year gotcha. right um and uh and so there's all these things on on right now right like mm -hmm. tiktok is just full of course. like anything i see it's like out of a like this is happening ever living and then you're seeing all these people's perspectives on yeah. on what what he did right and everyone's going to i think and just like me when i had seen your video mm -hmm. everyone's gonna see what's posted mm -hmm. they're going to take the information that they want right Bingo. and respond to it um based on their own experiences right mm -hmm. and i think for for me with with your video that was that was the thing i was just really i was i was feeling it and it like the wheels just kept on turning yeah. about like what you were what you were going through what had happened and and even the story like i won't go into the details of your of story yeah. um but uh but even like my mouth just kept on dropping yeah and drop dropping yeah. uh because she, because this person who wrote that ebo was just saying did you know that this happened yeah this happened and, this happened? and i was like geez like a person finding out um that their partner that and you were married mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um and um that they were unfaithful that hurts mm -hmm. but find but finding out like the length of it yeah all the details behind it yeah how many um, people knew and were complicit how many people were helping keep it a secret right, helping okay. hide it yeah yeah right um that's the all those little puzzle pieces building it all together that's what really um just like kept on being like oh, oh no yeah. oh no <laughs> um yeah uh and uh but at the same time when i was watching that video I, exactly what you just said um, mm. earlier about how um, now that that is out, it's out, mm -hmm. right? It seemed like there was nothing else to hide. Yeah. So like in that that email felt like this is all of it. Yeah. And now that you have all of it, you can like move, not not I don't want to say move on, but work with work through it. it. That's exactly right. Work yeah. through it. And yeah. that was, you know, and I uh, that that remains. I think that's the core of why I'm so grateful to this woman is that um is that I didn't know any of it was going on and so I was really stuck and I wasn't, yeah. you know, I was processing and I but I was processing it under false pretenses. And and right. I was feeling like there's something missing, like something's not clicking because this isn't right. This isn't what happened. Like I don't know yeah. But I don't know what happened. And then yeah. with, for her to come out and tell the truth is like, okay, now, now I'm in it. Now I'm really right. in it. But yeah. now I have something, you know, it's like, it's like now I have something to push through. Whereas yes. before I was just sort of in the dark, you know? It was like, and, yeah, it yeah, was like smoke. Yeah, exactly. It was like you knew something was there, but it was not tangible. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Totally. You know? And so, totally. you know, and to be, you know, to like, you know, I asked outright if she'd had an affair and she lied straight to my face. And so it was yeah. like, you know, and so, yeah, you know, so it was, it was really yeah. interesting. Um, yeah. Um, and that took guts. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like even getting the, like, because um, 
you know, I'm married. Mm-hmm. Um, it's uh, eight years now. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, uh, we have a great relationship. And yeah, one of the things that even when things are hard, um, we're honest with each other. Mm-hmm. Plus, both of us have that social work kind of background yeah uh so we both <laughs> were like i hear you're frustrated mm-hmm. right and mm-hmm. and i and i want to be able to help you but i'm also frustrated like going yeah. through that like that dialogue of that right um but a big chunk of it is um is the honesty mm-hmm. um and uh i like sometimes i might be might think oh like who's that person right sure uh, right but it also then it's in my head Right. And it's like, should I say anything? Right. And then it takes guts to actually ask. Mm-hmm. Right. Because you don't want to be wrong. Yeah. And then like knowing a little bit about narcissists and gaslighting, yeah. uh, they're like, no, how yeah. dare you That's what accuse I got. me yeah, of that? She, yeah. You're the bad guy. Yeah. She, right? she said I was cruel. She said I was being cruel for asking. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Only cruel because you're guilty. Yeah, right. Anyway, right. Yeah, yeah. So, man, um, man, we are yeah. we are on this topic a lot. I wanna I wanna I know. hear more. Sorry, about we can move. No, it's okay. I just want to hear more about you as a thing because this, yeah, this yeah, thing, yeah. and I and I want to say just to, just to sort of. I don't mean to just like cut this off. I just like no, you know, no, I, I no. Just want to wallow in shit about her. Right? No, absolutely. But, but, absolutely. but I do want to say. But that's just, how we met. Like that was just, the yeah. That was the link. You know. And I and, and I want to say thank you because I. Yeah. You know, we had already before then we were we had already, you know, mutually followed each other's account. And, you know, but it was never it wasn't until you wrote to me that I was like, okay, so this is like this is someone who not only gets it, but this is just like someone who. It's like that. It's like in a certain way, this is one of the pursuits of this show is like, what is a friend, you know, and 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 you really demonstrated a version of what a friend could be. You know, a friend is someone who unjudgmentally unprompted just sends support and sends love and says, I see you. And, you know, and also, you know, something that I feel like sometimes accidentally comes out of of friendships uh, that puts a little pressure on is someone will come out and say what do you need and it's like i'm in crisis i don't know what the fuck i need i just need you to just be right you know what i mean yeah, yeah. and that's what you offered me and, and i'm really grateful for that because you didn't yeah. you didn't come with solutions nor did you come with any questions because it was like i'm shut down i can't make a choice right now so yeah. you just said i see you you know, and we just talked and, and it was yeah. really beautiful and I'm really grateful well, for thanks. it. Thanks. Yeah. yeah. And and it was funny because afterwards I was I told my husband, I was like, I did it. I yeah. He's like, you know, he was like, how did it go? I was like, good. I yeah. feel good. And I hope he feels good. Yeah. You know, um, uh, emotional. Uh, yeah. Again, not to linger on this sure, sure. too much. Right. Um, but uh I think one of the things that, like, like again, with my work, just I've, I've worked with people that have come to Canada from all over the world, Yeah, you know, and the thing that we all have in common is our emotions, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And, and um, just like to know that someone's hurting, you don't know, how, you don't have to know the details of that, of why they're hurting, mm-hmm. but they're hurting and you know what hurting's like. Bingo. You know, and the, what you want to do is you want to make the hurting stop. Mm-hmm. And that was really what it was for me. I knew that I knew that um, ta- like messaging you may not um, ag- again, what you're saying, you know, like may not help you at, at the moment. But mm-hmm. just kind of I want to acknowledge that, 
you know, I, I see ya. Yep. You know, I, yeah. I see what you're going through and I, and, um, and if, if you need anything kind of thing. That's just it. Yeah. 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 So this actually leads me into sort of the next thing I want to ask you about as, mm-hmm. as you've mentioned, you know, we were talking before we hit recording and you were telling me about, you know, some of your art, art and, and some of the work that you've done. And I want to, yeah. and I want to, um, but, but that has led you into being a social worker and, and working yeah. with, you know, families and things Such like that. Such a weird so, thing. Yeah. I love that. I really think that those things are intermixed. And I think especially in Canada, I think that they become intertwined because it's all not-for-profit sector. Right. And so I think yeah. that they actually become much more interwoven thanks to that system. Yeah. But um, I'd like to hear, you know, so the listeners can, can be caught up with what I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I'd love to hear about sort of your journey to to getting to where you are with your social work and, and what led yeah, you to that Yeah, place. yeah. Um, so it's so funny. So I didn't go to so- school for social work. Mm. Um, <laughs> so it was definitely um, something that I grew into. Uh, and I, I'll say this right now. Um, uh, when I started school with the mindset of, I'm going to be an artist, I'm going to be mm. a, an art teacher, because that was my original, that was my high school goal. You yeah. Know? Look, looking at my high school, my cool art high school teacher, I'm like, that's what yeah. I want to do. And I had all these plans, like, I'm going to wear, like, Frida Carlo socks. Yeah. And I'm going to randomly dress up as Da Vinci one day at school. <laughs> like, I had these, like, yeah. random, <laughs> like, random ideas. Um, uh, but but it was, I'll admit, it was a little bit about helping people, but it was a little bit selfish, a, a little sure. bit, right? It's like, yeah. I, I had these dreams that I wanted to fulfill. And yeah. uh, so I um, I started my first year in art school. I was taking photography and uh, I don't know what it is. Um, and this is going to sound really like, I don't know, pompous or whatever. Sure. Uh, but um, sometimes once in a while, there's a freak and they they smell the freak on me mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they and then we become best friends yeah. and that's exactly what happened um in my uh first year photography class mm. um one of my friends uh, her name was andrea she we didn't really know each other um we presented photos in the class and then as time went on she was like um we are gonna be friends uh <laughs> and right it's just like mm, by the way like yeah. uh, you don't I'm have glad. any consent yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're gonna be friends yeah. Um, and then slowly that that developed and and she was like, look, um, this is going to be a really weird thing that I bring to your like mm. for you to think about. I was like, all right. She's so she's like, I work in Scarborough. So I don't know, like, um, I don't I know don't who's going to hear this, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So so there's Toronto, right? And then there's the East End, which is Scarborough. And then there's the West End, which is Etobicoke. And I live in the West, because West is the best. Anyway. (laughs) Um, And then then she worked in the East. uh, And she was like, "Um, uh, so I got an internship to to take art in England for a year. Mm. Um, What I do uh, for part-time work is I work um, in like the childcare setting, after school program inside a shelter. Mm. Um, They're looking for anyone who has an artist background, just like me, Um, someone to do crafts and stuff like that. Uh, Are you interested? And my first thought was, uh, fuck no, I'm not going to Scarborough. Um, um uh, uh she was like and she was born and raised in scarborough but i yeah. think i think that's just that's toronto you know like mm-hmm. if you're from the if you're from the west you're afraid of the east and if you're sure. from the east you're 
afraid of the West, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I was like, so I was like, no, fucking not happening. Plus, I didn't have um a driver's license, hey. um, and I only got it recently. Hey, congratulations! Oh my god, <laughs> uh, yeah. My my goal was to get it before my nineteen year or at the time like my nineteen year old half half sister, um, <laughs> uh, and and I was like, if she gets her license before I get my license, I'm gonna yeah. feel like a big old loser. So, so, uh, so anyway, so I didn't have my license. Um, and I told, so I was like, do you know what? I'll, I'll apply, you know, um, it's good money. It's with the city. It's good money. Minimum wage at that time was like $8 and it was like a $15 like job. So this is back in like the two thousands, like early two thousands. Um, and, uh, and so I, um, I was like, do you know what? What the hell? I'll try. It's it's good experience. To, yep. It's always good experience to apply for a job, even if you think you're not going to get it. Absolutely. So so I told my mom. I was living with my mom, um, you know, student living in the basement situation, yeah. and uh, and I was like, so I'm applying for this job. It's working with people in shelter, and my mom's like, ee, and I'm like, and uh, it's mostly nights, and she's like, ugh. And I said, and and it's in Scarborough, and she's like, oh, I don't. I don't like this. Yeah, yeah. She, she's like, I don't think this is a good idea. I'm like, look, I'll apply. We'll see what happens, you know? Mm-hmm. And then this is me, like, having a pep talk with my mom <laughs> about, <laughs> about a job in, in, the, West, in the East End. Yeah. Uh, and, and I'm like, look, I'm just going to apply for this job. You know, it, uh, I probably won't get it. Yeah, right they probably won't yeah. live they'll be like she lives in the in the west end no way um and then i got a call for an interview mm. and i said mom i got a call for an interview and she's like mm, i don't like this right that's a perfect impression of my mom by the way i don't like this um and uh and i was like look mom I'll go to the interview. It's good experience to do the interview with the city. Um, there's a good chance I won't get it, you know. Yep. Um, but but I just want to you know, try, see what happens. She's like, okay. Um, so then I did the interview, and I don't know how I passed, mm. um, but but I passed. Uh, and then they offered me the position, and I was like, so I got the job. <laughs> and I was like, mm, I really don't like this, right? <laughs> because the hours were like five to nine, five five to 8 30 at night yep. and then i'd be traveling two hours um of on course. the on transit right yep. like an hour and a half two hours depending right mm-hmm. each way um, or just or or each or, way oh. yeah each way oh yeah okay. i lost years of my life on that ttc yeah and, like at one point i was like is this my second home this ttc <laughs> Fully. like yeah. like i was ready to like get comfortable in the seat and yeah. like how can i make these this three-seater section yeah. my bed yeah just um like, aim on the one like, yeah, I'm like I'll lay down some garbage bags, you know, and I'll get comfortable. Um, uh, but I was definitely taking naps on there. Um, oh yeah, when oh, I was on on those rides, I was watching full movies, like oh, half no. the movie one way, half the movie the other way. Yeah. Um, like on my on my phone or yeah, iPad yeah. or at that time like my BlackBerry, like oh, yeah. you know. Oh yeah. Um, yeah so uh, so I, so my mom's like mm, I don't like this, right? I'm like okay, mom, look. What's the chance of me doing this job for a long time? Like it's so far away. Um, I'll do it for a little bit. I'll get the experience, and then we'll see where this goes. You know, but I don't see myself doing this for a long time. I did it for four years. That job, that specific yeah. job. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then um, and working the whole with the time kids. you're doing the train the whole time. The you're train. Having- 
Wow. Yeah, the train. Okay. It was part time, right? Okay. So it wasn't all the time. Um, during the summer it was more often. Um, yeah. but it was hard to say no to that money. Yeah. It was. It was yep. really hard yep. to say no to that money. Um, and then so I did it for four years, and um, I was still doing my art on the side. Yeah, yeah. And so at the same time as I was doing this, I am trying my hardest to get a teaching job. Gotcha right um uh with the tdsb again like i don't have my license i gotta stick stay local um so so i'm trying i'm applying i'm not getting it and then it gets to the point where they're like okay you can do um supply right Mm -hmm. but nowadays with the with the city you have to supply or be like temporary for like seven years before they would consider like a, a full time yeah yeah right and um and so it was so funny kind of like backtracking a little bit when i went to um york uh york university i did the art program and i did the education program and uh the education program was like you guys are the future you <laughs> are the future of education right yeah. and i'm pumped i'm like i'm the future yeah. um right? and uh and they're like let me tell you why you're the future the year you graduate as a teacher here all these teachers are retiring right they're all supposed to retire and so, they ne- so, none of them did and then none of them did yeah, yeah. and then they all like stuck around doing like casual mm-hmm. and and really taking the part-time mm-hmm. supply jobs mm-hmm. to keep their foot there and then there were no opportunities for me to even be supply right so then so so i'm still like trying to be an art teacher as i'm working in the shelter um and then uh there was a job call for um so so like kind of going back the four years working with the children um and shelter um and that wasn't the first time working with them in shelter um was a huge eye-opener like uh, my background's Portuguese. Um, gotcha. My my both my parents um, they came here to immigrated when they were very young, so they kind of identify still as Canadian, but you know they both speak Portuguese stuff like that. Sure, um, yeah. Huge families, lots of cousins. Um, uh, but and I don't know if this is I'm not gonna s- say that all Portuguese people are like that because that's not fair. <laughs> um, but I was raised to not know any other culture. Or any any other like they were like there's portugal and there's canada and right and and they're like yeah and then nothing else like no other countries right and then i would i would meet people like i would meet other children that were different nationalities um but but never like knew their culture knew their background knew the country like pointed on a map like none of that i didn't Mm -hmm. have any of that um so finally I'm wor- I started working with the city, traveling from the west to the east, and even that traveling was a culture shock for me mm. because I was like growing up in a Portuguese neighborhood, right? Um, and then all and then in the heart of Scarborough, um, uh, around um, uh, the blue uh, the um, the LRT. Okay. There's like an extension on the on the subway, um, which goes to like the heart of Scarborough, which is near like Scarborough Town Center, which is like the heart of Scarborough. Mm. Um, so I was working with families from different from a different neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So that was an eye opener for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, and then in addition to that, 
the shelter was also a refugee, accepted refugees. Gotcha. And at, and at the time um, when I was working there, um, or at, a little bit after that, because I had like started a new position, which is more like front desk rather than working directly with the children, but working with the families. Mm-hmm. Um, and at the time, which was like 2008, 2007, something like that, uh, there was um, in Hungary a huge mass of uh, immigrants mm-hmm. of uh, Roma population. Okay. Um, do you know what Roma is? I mean, these names are ringing bells, but yeah, I couldn't. Yeah. I couldn't so, get into so details. So Roma, like, um, like the 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 uh, the name that that shouldn't be called is Gypsy. Oh, I see. Okay, okay. Like right? travelers. So, yeah, okay. Like travelers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Gotcha. So okay. um, so what was happening in Hungary at that time was the neo-Nazis wow. in Hungary were basically weeding out the Roma families, like burning down their apartments. So, so there oh would be families God. and families. They were Molotov, and co- Molotov cocktailing these apartments and then as the families were coming out um the the men at were at the door letting the women and children leave and yeah. shooting anyone who was a who was a man like killing Jeez. anyone coming out of there and then that was just one of the many stories i was hearing yeah. and, and so what was happening which was really found out later was um uh the roman population was like telling the the government the hung, hungarian government help us and they're like yeah. We're not going to help you, but Canada has really great resources, <laughs> and we will give you lots of information about how to apply for refugee status wow. there. And there were these things, there were these people called agents mm-hmm. where, um, the, uh, the the families were giving all of their life savings to this agent the agent was buying these tickets for them and oh it was so organized yeah. like it was cre- so uh, these families were like getting on the plane with these passports as soon as they got off the plane there was an agent waiting for them taking their passports oh. so that they had no ids like because uh, basically no proof right yeah and then being like now go over there and apply for refugee status oh um God. and it was like hundreds of families oh, and like geez. it was crazy and then and and then it started to get to the point which is a little bit funny is um like families that had settled they're like okay calling hungry i was like this is what you do like telling their families it's like yeah. you're gonna get to toronto you're gonna come to scarborough this is the <laughs> name of the location right so yeah, um yeah. so i i was at one point i was um covering for the front desk i was working in the shelter with all the families covering for the front desk doing midnight shifts right mm-hmm. so i get a call at like two o'clock in the morning right I'm like hello they're like hi i was wondering if i could uh get a bed and i said um i was like oh sorry that's not how it works because the system is they call a um like a, a general line they go through their situation all that stuff and i'm like sorry like right now that's not how it works and and then i was like where are you calling from and they're like oh hungry <laughs> and i was like what and they're like i'm calling from hungary i'm preparing to come my cousin is there and i and i was like oh okay well call us when you get here and he's like see you soon and then <laughs> and that was the end and i was like geez but it, but it was really did the you story. ever follow up did you ever see this guy did he ever show up well i didn't i didn't read like uh, a lot of the names were very similar so i oh, i didn't okay. really remember sure, um sure, sure. but uh, the other thing that was was really funny with all that stuff happening is i had a lot of um 
do you want to be my Canadian wife? Um, <laughs> like invites, uh, like being like, I'm like, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, and yeah. like, so like uh, um, uh, a guy um, who's like the brother of these new immigrants uh, coming, right? And they're like, oh, you're so helpful. And I'm like, uh, yeah, it's kind of my job. Like, this is what I yeah, do. It's yeah. like, oh, you're so nice to my sisters. I'm like, yeah, they're pretty good. It's like, you would be a good Canadian wife. And I'm like, uh, oh. okay, <laughs> thanks. Good I'm, like, yeah. I'm, I'm good. I'm good, though. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so then, like, that was a huge op- eye-opener. Sure. And then just, like, working more with refugees in the city, uh, new immigrants in the city um has really like and my eyes just kept on getting wider and wider and and really realizing that uh my grandiose like being raised in this grandiose you're portuguese um you're powerful like there's no other countries and then like that slowly becoming i'm smaller i'm smaller the biggest Mm. the world is so much bigger um and and uh and just like the more the more knowledge i got the more i'm like i need to help people like yeah. i need to um you know i'm i'm a female i mm-hmm. like you know in our society there's some disadvantages sometimes or or mm-hmm. not as many opportunities offered um Absolutely. but i'm still passing you know sure. um i have power with yeah. with my like i have power because i speak english mm-hmm. you know that i speak fluent mm-hmm. english mm-hmm. um um i i have power because i have education right mm-hmm. um so and and the the more through the years that i've been kind of working with people is more realizing like i hate to be sound like that woke person being like sure. my privilege right um yeah. but i just see it yep. you know I, i've just Absolutely. and uh and when i'm talking to uh, the people I, I've worked with over, because um, I've worked with the city for more than 15 years, yeah. um, uh, the more I realize the the things that uh, that I really take for granted. You know, yeah. like being able to buy food right now. Food is so crazy expensive, especially because yeah. of COVID. Um, but uh, but yeah, that's kind of. And then slowly it became. I have the power to help people um, and the education part is just not happening. Mm-hmm. And then as I, w- I was slowly um, falling, um, moving away from the education, moving more into the, the social aspect of just helping people, but at the same time, maintaining that art, right. Yep. Maintaining that, um, that expression. Um, but you definitely see, like, I, I was only able to share with you just a little bit of stuff. Um, yeah. Cause I haven't really been able to like catalog, all sure. the stuff I have um but back in 2010 so I actually don't know if uh the link I sent you um had this information but back mm-hmm. in 2010 I did an um uh, an art show it was yeah. called Re- Rejection Valentines mm. um and it was about like mm, 30 to 40 small black and white pieces and they were all uh, valentines that were like if I want to reject someone, like if, yeah, it, so yeah, like, yeah. for example, like I had one that was, that said like, no fat chicks, right. you know, like, like, just like, like really, really harsh stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. and it was my last year of university. Um, and, uh, and then I, I had posted that and I think that was, um, one of the shows that got me, I guess the most, uh, recognition because in mm. now magazine they had like a a little thing of like shows that you should check out during valentine's yeah. day um and that was kind of like the peak of when i was doing my art and then slowly it became uh do i have time right and we were talking a little bit about this of like do i have time to maintain my passion while trying to maintain my living yeah. in toronto yeah right? 
Um, and, and I that's, still, that's, that, I'm, thank yeah. you for bringing yeah. things yeah. coming to this because this is, this is very much, you know, we were talking about this before we hit record and this is very much yeah. like such a heart of, this is something that frustrates me so much about how Canadian culture shows up and supports Canadian artists Absolutely, is yeah. that, is that we don't as a people value um, the artist. We value art. I do believe that yeah. we are a culture that does value art at, at least subconsciously right you know because yes. we all we all love i don't know Shit's creek or whatever i don't know even though right. that show wasn't yeah, even popular yeah. until it was picked up by the states but that's a whole different story I know. which but is like, so funny you know, I, haven't, I haven't watched it yet but it's i have my, my yeah. list yeah <laughs> you know but it's just funny because it ran for like seven years until and then it only yeah. got popular in the states on the anyway, sidebar yeah. no absolutely. But, um, anyway but it is yeah. it is but it is this thing about like we are we force our artists to um starve or give up yeah. art Right. Yeah. And yeah. and um, and, you know, you were talking before about your frustration with with having to choose money over art. And I just I don't yeah. uh, where I from what I've encountered in, in the culture and especially in the art communities, uh, I just can't bring myself to see that as a failure. You know what I mean? I like, it's just it's not I fair. Know. Right. It's not fair yeah. to to. Um, it's not fair to frame artists as failures for that, right? Exactly. Like I have this uh, friend, this one artist, um, and she is very successful in her field. Mm-hmm. Um, her name, if you ever want to check her out, her name is Amanda McCaver. Mm. Um, her um, her partner, um, his name is uh, Micah. Uh, Adams. Um, They're both amazing artists. Um, They've done shows like she's continuously doing amazing shows that have like a textile background Mm -hmm. um, where she makes these beautiful hangings of like she embroiders uh, like flowers and Mm. um, and but makes like these huge ones and hangs them from the sky. And uh, it's amazing. You should check it out. But uh, but um, uh, but she is very successful in her field. Um, she's been in magazines, like um, magazines about like textile art. Um, even even her her partner, like a lot of success. Um, yeah. But are they able to buy a house? Yeah. You know, like at the exactly. end of the day, yep. um, constantly, constantly um, asked to do shows and, mm-hmm. and make something new. I think the, 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 the best conversation I ever had with her uh, with this as a, as a theme is um, sorry, my cats are fighting. Hey, <laughs> you stop that. They're they're uh, they're litter brothers. They've been um, they're br- brothers from from like birth. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. they're they yeah they look the same, but their colors are different. But anyway, <laughs> um anyway, side 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 bar. But um when one of uh, she had got um a message from someone who wanted her art to be hanging during her wedding, right? Mm, okay. Which is like uh yeah absolutely like that would be amazing that would be beautiful. Um the um, when she quoted them based on material hours that it took to make it all that stuff they were like oh can't you give a discount yeah of course right? it's all right um because again at the end of the day they first they see the beauty and and they love it but as soon as you um put the dollar sign of of to of the value of all the work that was done mm-hmm. then they try to the cut corners right and then i i sometimes i try to think like okay like what else would would i compare that to like Mm. with work um 
like, oh, um, I just redid your bathroom. Just like, I don't know, random. I just redid your bathroom. Everything's done. It looks beautiful. And it's like, oh, that was really good. And I know how much it costs for the supplies. And I yep. know how long you worked. And you did a really good, like a really hard job. But, and I know that everything was quote, quoted previously. But can you like, <laughs> like give some sort of little discount? And yep. um, it, it just it diminishes. Like, it's just a little punch. Yes. You know, it, yeah. it, it's just, it's it really just a shows- little. It, yeah. it, it, I mean, that's that's what I mean by like it shows that people value art, but don't value artists and they don't Absolutely. see artists as people. Right. They exactly. they see them as expendable. And they think I think that there is a, um, I think that there's an internalized belief that anyone can do it. And, yes. and right. You know, even yes. when you see it, like there's something that I, I've often talked about on the show is that like um the real skill of art is making it look easy like that's that's the you yeah. know um that's that's how you know a true master is if it looks yeah. really easy to do the yeah. problem is that that's the trick like that's the magic trick and and people don't realize just how Absolutely. much skill it takes to actually do that and exactly. and so the, and all training. they see, exactly right so right. all they and see like, is oh years, you just yeah. went bing bong bing and it's done but it's like yeah. it took me 10 years to be able to figure out how to do that you know? yeah it's, exactly yeah. exactly those bing bong bings are a little bit uh you know, more <laughs> right, delicate exactly. than you think exactly. there's a, a lot, lot of time for me to bing bong bing that's so good that's so funny <laughs> this is something that uh, I've sort of been incorporating a little bit more into the show recently is something, um, you know, we're going to dive into the sort of what it means to be friends shortly, but, but but Mm. before I get into that, um, you know, I'm somebody who really has a tendency to look on the dark side of things (laughs) and I'm, and I'm trying really hard not to, right. I'm trying to really, you're not a pessimist. You're a realist. Is that what I mean? That's how (laughs) how I've always argued it. Right. You know, that's how I've always argued it, but it's also like, that's exhausting. You know what I mean? Like, and it's like, I'm sort of tired of, I'm sort of tired of believing that tomorrow won't bring something good. You know, like I, I, I want, you know, I, I, um, you know, my girlfriend has this really beautiful sort of philosophy around certain things where, you know, um, when we talk about like people having kids, even though like with all the climate crisis that, that is, is happening, um, you know, and she always says like, you know, people have always had kids, right. Um, um, like it's why there's humans here. It's not, yes. Like this, not to diminish what is happening, but it is also to recognize that at every single period of human existence ever, people have had kids. So, yeah. like, like it's not, it's not. If that's what you want, that that's that's okay, right? You know, because yeah. um, um, there's so many arguments about like don't have kids because of the this and that and the other thing. But yeah. it's like, but but you know, we're, we're people. People have kids. That's what we do. That's sort of the yeah. point of life. So, yeah. You know. And for and for every um, reason why you can think no, someone else can find a reason to think yes that's exactly right there it is right there right so so you know i'm trying really hard to sort of frame a lot of my sort of future think into from not not perspectives of like blind joy but at least framing under questions of hope and so something i want to put to you is you know based on all the work that you're doing and 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 framing it actually sort of from the perspective of social media as well is um what these days is giving you hope for the future and oh, and as man. a little bit of like a, a sidebar to that is how do you find social media is coloring either for or against that hope yeah yeah so uh, it's actually really funny 
that that you mentioned that because the first thing I thought um, was how with the art right um, and and I had seen someone else online talk about this too about how originally the idea of social media and artists um, posting their art was to be um, you know like uh, uh, there's artists just like you. Let's create a community. Uh, let's support each other. Let's um, um, uh, connect. Let's share ideas. Um, but the more I see artists online, the more I actually start negatively talking to myself. Like, yes. oh, oh, I wish, like, I wish I had time to do that. Or, man, that's so good. I'm so out of practice. Um, and then what is it like, is it comparison is the death of joy isn't that the saying yeah right yeah yeah, yeah absolutely and um, and it's true the more and more I'm kind of on social media looking at other art the more I'm like it's being done why should I do it yeah which is oh, which God, is yes so unfortunate like I, yeah. I, I hate myself for yeah. thinking those things yeah because um, you haven't done it it's not that you know it's like yeah. it's not like it's not like somebody you know it's not like Mr. McDonald's made the cheeseburger and everybody else went oh I guess we can't make other cheeseburgers now or yeah. whatever it might be right you know yeah. and, and so it's like yeah, I, I'm with you 100% where it's like, well, they already wrote that poem, but it's like, I didn't write that poem. I've still got yeah. a version of that poem, you know, and it'll be right, different. Yeah. It, it has yeah. to be different because it's mine. It's not yours, right? So, yeah, you uh, would think yeah. so, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, with social media um, and, and just that, uh, I guess, positivity for the future a lot of the time. Mm. So uh, uh, especially COVID. Yes. Um, so um, I'll admit... Uh, so my son, he's three now. Mm. Um, and as soon as he was born, um, like, like he's my life. Like he's mm. w- wicked. Like I just love him so much. Yeah. Um, but as soon as he was born and especially like as the months went on, as the years went on, as we slowly crept into the COVID years, cause he was about nine months or so. Um, sure. I started fearing watching tv first i was obsessed with it obsessed with watching the news every day what are the covid numbers that like that was my thing i was just like i was like oh the covid numbers are going down oh they're going up right um and then uh and then the um oh my gosh i can't believe uh uh, george floyd happened of course um right the uh the i can't breathe and all of that Mm -hmm. and then it was like covid um uh injustice against the black community violence mm-hmm. and then it got to the point where i was like i can't watch the news anymore yes i, I can't like i um day to day i just feel horrible day to day i'm like <laughs> what's what's the point right and um and having mm-hmm. you know a, uh, i don't want to say anxiety attacks but but anxiety where i'm just like i need to just shut this off i need to yes. uh, not following these follow these people anymore or or turn, i used to watch the news every day i don't even do that anymore the covid numbers mm-hmm. i was driving myself crazy yes trying to um to see to possibly like see the uh the end of it and then mm-hmm. imagining an end and it not coming you know yes. and just all the like uh the plastic in your ocean mm-hmm. this predators in your neighborhood like like all that stuff and and so slowly i've been 
um, like definitely on Instagram and TikTok, watching those th- those things, but not taking, trying not to take it too seriously. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and and also, uh, what I've been doing recently is when I feel that overwhelming, I just stop and I'm like, listen to your breathing. Yeah. Listen to your listen to your heart breathe. You're breathing. Your heart's beating. You're thinking, right? And then slowly being like, you can move your arms. You can move your legs. Um, you're lying in a bed, a comfortable, warm bed. You're sleeping beside your partner or you're sleeping beside your child. Like kind of slowly bring, like, bring attention to my blessings, I guess. Mm. Uh, right? And, um, and, and just, and then slowly move. And then getting to that, that point of my blessings where it's like slowly was like, oh, but what about this? It's like, no. We're not going to push into that level. Yep. Let's stay in this level where we um, feel like we can handle it, right? Because right now, that level out there, you can't handle it. You can't do anything about it. Right? You can you you can try as a, as a, as much as you want, but there's just certain things you can't like you can't do about it. Um, mm-hmm. And those things that you can't can't do about it as much as you want to change those, sometimes you just got to say, I can't I can't tackle that right now. Right. Yep, or exactly. or it's it's not my job kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, so. So, yeah. Um, can you repeat your question again? Because I want to make sure that I like. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. it's it's just about I think the I think the basics of it is just <coughs> what's giving you hope these days. And then. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then, you and know, and then you did play into you and you, you answered beautifully about how yeah. social media is affecting that, because that's that's oh, exactly yeah. right. That the way it colors. Not only yeah. the, the 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 anticipation, but also the the fear of it, right? It yeah. really it makes it yeah. um, almost schizophrenic in a way, right? You know, yeah. because you're you're having to hold both ideas at once, and it's creating a yeah. like a type of mania, I guess you could almost yeah say, right? yeah totally, and also kind of just like thinking about the positivities and and going back to the the work I do. So I haven't worked in shelters since uh, 2016, but I still have a little bit of like my ear on the door because my husband still works in that field. Um, So I still hear about all the, you know, the the hardships that people deal with. Um, But what I've been trying to really do in my position now is, uh, which is in the the childcare um, field is when I'm talking to families, again, like using my, um, using my opportunities um, mm-hmm. to to kind of help them and me helping these like me thinking that my work is helping a child be in daycare mm. that's my po- that's my positivity thing um, yes. like everyone has a different view of like um, of uh, w- what is uh, important for the youth when they get older and sure. I truly I have seen amazing developments of children being in shelter so just a quick like uh, just to show resilience of children um so when i was working in the shelter i was uh uh, developing programs where um developing um a more um more programming for like parents and kids and stuff like that i had met a kid and not to get too much into their personal situation but i had met a kid where their parents were dealing with severe addiction issues and Mm. there was like unfortunate neglect happening Mm -hmm. and the child was i don't know like two and Mm. they weren't talking they weren't smiling 
Mm-hmm. They, they, you know, like had no interest in potty training. They kind of were um, pretending they were a baby because they were kind of treated sure. like that. Um, and I, from the day that they started to, I don't know, like even six months into it, I saw 180 with mm. this kid w- walking, talking, like, like he didn't want to walk. Yeah. Like he was just yeah, like, what's yeah. the point? Right. Yeah. Um, uh, cause that encouragement wasn't happening in the home. It was happening in the daycare and just seeing like, seeing him smile, yeah. you know? And, and I always have that child in the back of my head of knowing, um, the, the power of children being in, in childcare, mm-hmm. um, and, and the resources that, that are around them and just like, also just the power of play. Yeah, you know, like the, yeah. the learn the learning that comes from play and just like the happiness that comes from play, um, and interaction with other kids and stuff like that. Like it is important. I truly believe it's yeah. important, and I feel um good when I'm able to help a family maintain the ability for their child to be in in childcare. You know, mm. to to my ability, right? Sure. That's what's kind of giving me. That's one thing in my life right now that's kind of been giving me a positivity, a hope. Is mm-hmm. like in my head, I'm like, if I'm able to help this child be in daycare, uh, in a safe environment where they're um, cared for and nurtured, and uh, um, and children are just crazy resilient. Like, oh my yeah. gosh! Like I've, like like I said, I've seen like just amazing stuff with with children and. And, um, and, and just knowing like, those are the building blocks, like zero to yeah. five lasts the rest of their life. Right. And, uh, and, and me being like, do you know what, if I'm able to help this child develop, then that could be the beginning of them being a good future. Right. Mm. And that's kind of like in my head, that's kind of yep. what I'm doing to let, um, that positivity. Right. And also doing the same yeah. for my own child. Right. Um, that. like when, when my, when, uh, my son, his name's Max. And when he was born, I was like, his name's Max. Cause he's going to be the best. Uh-huh. Like, <laughs> I'm like, cause he's going to be like zero to 10 max. Like, yeah. he's going to be like, I'm going to, I'm going to make sure that with, again, with my power, with my um with what i have access to i'm going to try to give him the best life that i can yeah. uh, just like any and, and again like kind of like 180 going back to what we've been talking about um is i i know that if i'm feeling that then the parents i'm working with they're feeling that yes you know yeah. they want to do so so if i'm having like uh yeah i'm going to have a, a phone call where that person's pissed with me Sure. Right? For yep. for whatever reason, like sure. take it from a hat. I'm sure th- yep. there's something that they're going to be upset about, um, yep. and which is going to make me like be upset. Mm-hmm. But then I have to again bring myself down, and be like, okay, they're doing this, like they're upset with me because they want the best for their kid, just yeah. like I want the the best for mine, right? And mm-hmm. so, and that's what I kind of think, uh, like especially like kids are just the beginning of adults. Right? Yes, right. So, so if I'm able to kind of help this kid be a, a little bit better um, towards their adulthood, um, then then that makes me, you know, stay positive for the future. I I only have one last question, and it very yeah. much is the sort of it's very much the heart of the show, and it's something yeah. that I continue to pursue in asking myself these questions and and just uh, asking everyone I can. Um, to you, you know, what does it mean to be a friend? 
I know. And do you know what? So I saw that question uh, mm. when you had uh, pitched those questions to me. I'm like, oh, geez, I got my work cut out for me. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, it's uh, my, so my view of what it means to be a friend has definitely changed the older I get. Sure. Because when I was when I was younger, um, and and you know, like when you come down for a beer and you meet my husband, I'll tell you. Um, yeah, yeah. I've had I've had conversations. Well, he's he's asked me. Uh, he's been like, so who's your best friend? And I'm like, I don't have mm. best friends. Uh, yeah, yeah. Best fr- best friends don't exist, right? And the reason <laughs> why uh, the reason why I said that was because I had put the idea of a friend or a best friend on such a high pedestal, mm-hmm. and then when that pedestal got pushed i that i got so hurt but i created that hurt for myself you know it's like what are you doing so so now now that i'm older i'm realizing um so i'm turning 40 at the end of the year don't don't tell anybody (laughs) thanks it's funny because uh, during covid i felt like i was already in my 40s right so i feel and and i'm also pretty lucky that my birthday's at the end of the year i'm seeing all my friends get older and just feeling like so so sweet because they're like i'm 40 i'm 40 i'm like i got a couple of months left right so (laughs) um uh but uh but it's funny because so what i've realized the older i get is um friendship isn't about like talking to someone all the time yeah. it's not about um uh, what that person can can offer you right it's mm-hmm. not that qu- quantitative it's definitely that qualitative mm-hmm. element of how you feel mm-hmm. how you feel around these people are you truly honest about who yeah. you are with them uh if you're feeling bad do you feel comfortable? Because I think this is a lot of um, kind of what you were talking about, um, about that, um, the post, uh, when that person sent you that email um, about sharing that pain. It's, uh, it's not easy to share your pain. um, Because some people feel like, well, by sharing your pain, you're weak. Right? Yes. And and in a sense, like you do feel weak, yeah. Um, yeah. but I think about like what it means to be a good friend and what it means to uh, to have a friend is mm. to have someone that if I look like shit or I'm feeling like shit, I can just be be honest with them being like, I look like shit. I feel like shit. Um, and and not them being like, do you know what you should do? You should go for a run. Yeah, you know yeah. that's gonna yeah. make you feel good. But but again, going back to what you said and just being uh, like having a friend being like, you want to talk about it, right? Mm-hmm. And then or just being or being like, nah, I don't want to talk about it. I I'd rather not talk about it, right? Yes. And then be like, that's okay. Yep. Right. And and also um so the, and the older I get, realizing I have a good group of friends that I rarely speak to mm. and it's a it's an element of our past right the experience that we've had and the the friendship that's been developed um but also just a trust like yes. having this trust um and uh uh like my friend so my, going back going back to what we we're talking about uh my friend that went to England mm. uh, that I took her position uh mm-hmm. when she finally got back she's like do you want to meet up and I was like, yeah, absolutely. Um, and when we had met up, uh, we had a great time. And it had been more than a year than we had talked. Yeah. Um, but it was like, it was just like turning the next page. It was like that year wasn't even time. It was just mm-hmm. going back on it. And she said, you know, I really had a good time. And I really want to thank you because a lot of my friends 
when I, I've, I've lost a lot of connections from mm. being away. And even though we didn't talk that the, there was just a nice base there, um, mm-hmm. of trust and of, um, you know, not feeling resentful that you left. Right. Yes. But, but feeling good that you're doing you're something that you're yes. feeling good that you're back and feeling good that you did something that was super cool. You know, that you you did something that that was a benefit to you. And that's another thing about about friendship is um, going back to what I said about um, what can they do for you? Right. And realizing what it means to to be a good friend for me is um, realizing what can I do for them? Mm -hmm. Right. When you have Mm -hmm. that feeling of uh, um, uh, so recently I I had some I I went to see some friends that lived out of town and um, slowly, you know, people get older uh, opportunities come their way they got to move away and when mm-hmm. my friends first started moving away i was resentful i'm like i'm losing my friends i'm losing my yep. posse right yep. um but now as i'm getting older i'm being i'm just like i'm grateful for them and i'm grateful mm-hmm. for their successes and just being happy for them and and just letting them know if you need something Right? Yes. If you need anything, just like even if it's to talk, even if it's, if it's to to bitch about your husband because he left the toilet seat up or whatever, you know, <laughs> just yeah, like yeah. just just give me a call. Um, and I have yeah. a lot of I have a, a a lot of groups of friends. Um, and and some are good friends. Um, who know um a lot about me, um, of what I've shown them, and then I have great friends that I've shown them the really gritty stuff mm-hmm. and they didn't run away and yeah. <laughs> yeah. right and yeah. uh and then and at the same time they were like thanks for sharing that grit because i got grit too let's there mix our grit together kind of thing so yeah. um so yeah um like really thinking about um you know what it means to be a friend uh a lot of the times it's it's about uh just offering your presence Mm-hmm. right just in, yeah. in, in whatever it is you know like even sending a, a funny emoji just to be like i'm here man i'm thinking of you yep. um yeah. uh so so yeah and uh and the friends that i saw uh that are out of town like we're all i have a whole group of friends we're all turning 40 right now um so we had that conversation of being like what is it me turning 40 right yeah. um because you're 33 is that 35 right? i just turned 35 oh happy birthday happy thank birthday. you thank you yeah, yeah middle of the road yeah um, right exactly yeah 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 i feel like it's, from it's 30... the old, it feels like 35 is the oldest year of the 30s you know yes. like it's like yeah. i think i'm, the, I'm first the oldest the i'm gonna be in the 30s yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i started feeling i didn't feel too old when i was 35 i felt really old when i turned 37 i don't know why mm. but yeah, as soon yeah. as i turned 37 i'm like i only have three years and now that I only yeah. have a couple of months. I'm like, ah, forty is the new thirty, you know. Yeah, like, big time, big time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, but yeah, with uh, like I have my small group of friends, and um, uh, with some of them, I uh, I know my boundaries. Mm-hmm. Like I know their boundaries, and I respect them. Right. Uh, so, for example, like if I'm partaking in a little bit of uh, the devil's lettuce or something like that um, and or I or if I want to, but I have a friend that doesn't, sure. I'll, I'll, I won't do it sure. because I know, you know, out of respect for them. And, and also um, the relationship we have is a sober relationship. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Right. So um, so it's also about like realizing your friend's boundaries right Mm -hmm. and and just respecting them even if you don't understand them 
you know, mm. um, um, and, and I know like right now with a lot of people, um, I think like identify, like, um, creating, uh, defining their identity, I guess yep. that's a good way of, sure. of putting it. Um, uh, uh, most of the time I'm very like, yeah, I'm cool with it. Right. I don't, I can't sure. think of anything right now where I was just like, no, how dare you sure. like yeah. black and white cats or like, you know, like something, sure. right. Sure. I don't, I can't yeah, yeah. think of anything. Right. Yeah. Um, but, but it's like, um, especially getting older, just realizing just because they like something that I don't like, or I like something that they don't like, we're still friends because even though we might not agree on that, we still respect each other. Bingo. Right. Yeah. So, so yeah. A, a big part of friendship is also um, respect and uh, you know, respect is earned. Right. Mm. Um, a lot of the time and uh, the long relationships I've had, um, I've real, I've kind of realized, um, especially and the older I, I get, I, I've realized the friends that have, uh, have gained my respect, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. And, and those are the ones that I, that I keep. Yeah. Right? I've, I've, yeah. unfortunately I've had, had a few relationships where, um, uh, it, it was kind of like enough is enough yep. kind of thing. Held oh, yeah, on to, he, yeah, held on to it. And then I could, it, I was like, the reason why we were, we are friends isn't there anymore yeah and and that's a hard thing too just admitting admitting when a friend isn't a friend anymore it's so Mm. it hurts oh yeah it's big time yeah Yeah. oh yeah and and and, you know like going going with with what you're doing right now with friendless Mm. you know the original Mm -hmm. removing facebook friends um i think about dropping facebook every day Oh like, yeah! I, oh my god! I think this is the thing is that I I kind of hate this whole show because I'm like all I want to do is delete the whole app, but I have I have yeah. I have this thing to do now. You know? Yeah, right. And that and there are a few like people that are on there. I'm like, are these my friends? Like, yeah. like this this podcast has really made me think a lot about that and about mm. like what what is a friend? Because I have my friends and then I have my social community, which of course, is, yep. so, some of them I will say they are my friends, but sometimes they're um you know they're uh <laughs> like so <laughs> okay this is the last thing because i know that you're like probably falling asleep <laughs> um but uh so the person who so when facebook started um it started where you could only be a member of facebook if you were a university student that's right that's how i that's how i started at that and that's I, how I, I, started. I could only be with uvic students that was yeah. it yeah yeah and uh i was taking my acting class nice, and nice. one one of the girls that was there was like oh my gosh are you on facebook and i'm like what the fuck is that right yeah. and she's like it's this add me i'm gonna add you create your thing i'll double check that you're on there right yeah didn't hear from this girl like out. like i i ditch i added her yep um never i know her again. names never yeah right yep. like never yep. saw her in person again right it mm-hmm. was like the end of the class and then now mm-hmm. whatever i share are memes uh i would say about a couple of months ago she started messaging me on instagram being like your instagram posts are the best and wow. every day just being like you're killing it you're killing it right yeah yeah and and like she's pumping me up she's making me feel I good love that. right yeah. um but at the same time i know unfortunately like she's not a true friend right mm, she's I my get you. Yep. Right. She's my social media friend. But yes. uh, but we're still enjoying our company, you know, mm-hmm. um, but That's she only knows a, a portion. 
that's just it it is a but type I, of friend. It's yeah. a type of friend, and I think that that's the thing is that it's like you know I think you know I was talking the other day with 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 uh, with a different guest. It was a previous episode. Is this idea of like you know um, those sort of those pedestal friends you were referring to? You know, there's you only really get a few of those in your life and then yeah. everyone else sort of falls down and that doesn't make them worse friends it just means that they come into your life for a different reason and yeah and i think that a lot of people come into our lives just for little bits and then go out again and that doesn't make yeah. them bad people it's just how life works we're all just yeah. falling you know like and we're just you know yeah we're, we're perpetually falling through infinity on this weird little That's rock, right. right? And so catching, it's like, yeah right we just we happen get. to fall yeah. by each other right you know yeah. so um, totally. um, yeah, I am cognizant of the time. I got to wrap this up, but I, I, I want to put, I want to just put one last quick actionable question to you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just for the listeners, uh, I've begun asking my guests, what is one actionable thing that my guests or that my listeners could do to be a better friend this week? Oh, do you know what? Just give your friend a thumbs up emoji today. Mm, right. Love it. Just, just kind of being like, or I see ya, right? Yeah. Or even the heart, you know? Yeah. Um, just just to to be like, open the conversation up, you know? Yes. And if they don't want to message you, it's just a good way of you to be like, I'm thinking of you. Yeah. You know, you're, you're, you're in my thoughts. I have an old friend that I don't know why. I really have no idea why. But I think <laughs> about him every day. Yeah. He randomly pops up in my head every day, and I haven't seen him. Well, I recently saw him, but before yeah. that, I hadn't seen him in like ten years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's just some people that just kind of touch your heart, or they touch your mind, yeah. or they they've they. There was one incident that that it sticks with you, and if if you just want to show them a little bit of like, like just a little wink, you know, yes. just to just to to put your hand out. You know, yep. especially if they're living far away, um, yeah. that will put a smile on on their face, right? Yeah. And that's just you know that's the, that's the first step. And then yeah. if um, if something happens from there, then that's great. But I think just kind mm -hmm. of acknowledging um, each other, I think that's mm -hmm. a good way to to just be just to remind people because I think right now, especially like being one of a billion people living on this earth um a lot of the times you don't feel like you're seeing anything right yeah, yeah you don't yeah. feel like anything um yeah. but but if someone says you know i see you how good does that feel right mm. so so yeah if i was going to give anyone like a little tip if if you ever have anyone on your mind whether it's an old friend or a family member or um you know like someone random that you're just like i don't even know why i'm thinking about them Send them a little message. Just be like, you know, I was thinking about you. Hope you're having a good day, right? Yeah. L little, a little bit closed, a little bit open, right? Yeah. And then, and I let them that. if they if they want to hook, you know, then then that's great. If they want to meet up, it, then yeah. that's great, right? Um, but just uh, that that puts that puts a smile on people's faces. This this Makes week, sense. um, working for the city, it's a uh, Toronto Public Service Week, t TPS gotcha. week, where we're all supposed to be like. Uh, it's it's like the pat on the, it's a week of pat on the back um, okay. for for us being like you did a great job and yeah. uh, and it's great and I encourage the city to do that but at the same time there's this little bit of like yeah but I'm still a number right uh, yeah um, sure yeah right uh, but this week I've been wanting to like message individual coworkers and just be like yes. hey man like we've been doing good jobs like mm -hmm. the work we do is important don't forget you're important. Right. Mm. And it's really easy to forget 
your importance. Um, yep. It's really easy to sink sink into the darkness, um, mm-hmm. even when you're a little bit in it, right? Oh yeah. Um, oh yeah. Uh, right. Uh, but uh, but if you if you can you know put a little smile on someone's face and maybe they they're like oh that was nice. Do you know what that reminds me? I should give this person a message. That's just it. Maybe it'll get the ball rolling, Sp- right? Yeah. Spread it. Right. Yep. So um, yep. when I had seen my friends um, out of town, uh, I was telling them uh, I was constantly and I wasn't drunk, um, but I was constantly <laughs> being like, I love you guys. I love yes. you guys. I don't I don't like I'm not expecting you guys to say I love you back, but I sure. just want you guys to be aware of how appreciative I am um, mm-hmm. for your friendship and also just knowing knowing you guys right yeah. um and and just even uh having having positivity around you um yeah. when you're low right so so yes. yeah definitely like uh you know give give someone a call a ring a ding i love right that. i love yeah. that just give them a little ring dig right you know? ring, ring a ding a doo <laughs> holly holly thank you so much like thank you so much for for i i just you know this this interview has meant a lot to me and i i, yeah. I you know yeah me you're, too you're, me too well yeah you know you're someone who who like you know like we've talked about like this is our first time speaking but like you you know you've you've sent me memes you've sent me encouraging yeah. messages through the year and it just like it really does mean a lot to me and i really want to thank you for that thanks so, uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah i think you're wonderful. and i, I want to see more push-up videos or uh, yes I, you know the chin-ups, you know you know what you're i'm i'm inspired by you i think i'm gonna start a new one maybe i'll start a new one for october maybe that'll yeah. be my october something, right yeah, yeah yeah right is there is there anywhere that you is there anywhere that you would like audience uh like listeners to find you do you want to um, do, do you want me to link anything or do you know what like um let's say tiktok yeah they can okay, look me up it. on tiktok i think it's cool. uh at holly machado 57 they stuck a okay. random number back there once it's set up you can't change that <laughs> that's What's just that it about, yeah. right because i'm ready know. to change change my identity right yes. a, i want to be a tiktok star that's what ah, I really okay like. yeah, yeah that's your next goal is it okay yeah. so uh, so um uh if you get the chance there's a song by Kanye um, where uh, he's – and I'm not a fan of Kanye, but don't tell my brother. Hey. He loves Kanye. Um, <laughs> he uh, – and uh, just the melody of it, um, mm. a couple of years ago, me and my husband were making videos with, with a random song we made up, and I swear Kanye ripped it. Kanye <sighs> ripped it from me. So I, I, so I, I'm sure very soon I'm going to create a video about how – how he burned me and then yep. and then and then i will become famous because then he'll write a there song about me right and it'll be like hmac 5000 killing it right or whatever that's my <laughs> rapper name by the way <laughs> if you like this show and want to support it buy me a coffee through the links in the show notes or visit www.friendlesspod.com to learn more fun and safety sweeties